Coming up on 11 a.m. in the Southland, a live imaging Tuesday. Lakers game day Tuesday and a mile high slee. <laughs> that just came to me in a meeting. I'm, I apologize for not thinking of that earlier. Mile, mile high slee? Mile high slee. It's pretty good. Mile high slee. Slee's in Denver, site of game one of the Western Conference Finals. Tonight, Lakers Nuggets. Of course, you'll hear every moment, every second on your Lakers playoff station, 710 ESPN. Official pregame coverage at 4 p.m. with Slee in Denver. Slee, are you there or did you go for a bathroom break in your Airbnb? No, I'm right here. Okay. I'm right here. The, I like Slee, are you high. excited about tonight? Because I, well, I, I, I like, can't hear the passion and the energy. I, I like, I like match mile. his energy, Slee. Slee I'm going to need you to match my energy from Denver. <laughs> Bam! Bam! Trav, I apologize for that because yeah, he didn't need the headphone, and then didn't. Trav's got to take one. He's got to take them both off. I My apologies ready. there, Trav. My apologies. No there. worries. Listen, um, Mile High Slee, I like, but I, I, I said it yesterday, uh, Chris. It's Allen Power Pro Slee for the entire <laughs> third round. I like that. Okay, the entire third round. <laughs> I love that. Have you have you gotten negotiating negotiations started, Slee, on games five and seven potentially? If you started okay, there, whoa, whoa, Trav. Come yeah, on, this man. is no. I want him to be there. Come on, man. I, I want I him to be there. Let's think sweep. <laughs> uh, well, that's what I was going to say, Trav. Uh, you you are you're a man of. With very interesting rules with the gods, sometimes I understand it. Other Is there, times I have no on. idea no, what's no, no, going no. on. I, they're, they're my gods. They follow the rules that I can lay out. No one's thinking this is four games either way. There will be a game five. Maybe maybe not on seven. There's going to be a game five, and you need to be there. I'm booking Boston in a week. This thing's done in a week. No, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm just going to tell you, if Travis shows his face at a Lakers parade, the homies are going to get him. Okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? He can't show his face. He's gutless to Lakers fans Am I? based on his, his opinions earlier in the season. Gutless. What, when they were two and ten, and I said Listen, they sucked. Don't, don't get it that worse, part, my friend, my friend. Get it worse? How? Just tell How me. would I do that? You don't want to be greenlit in the Southland. By <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm all right. Don't I'm forget. Not, I'm not too Here's a scheduling note for today. Travis at Sliwa right now. Mason in Ireland at 1 p.m. after Super Crosstalk. Then at 2:30 p.m. when John Ireland says, "Hey, I got to leave the show to go to Ball Arena." That's when Super Playoff Crosstalk begins. Mace, Shinano, and Cappy scheduled to also appear. Keyshawn Johnson. Mm. Round 345, they'll walk you up to coverage 4 o'clock. The Toyota Lakers countdown to tip-off with Slee. Tip-off at 5.30 p.m. from Denver. All of it right here on 710 ESPN or the all-new ESPN LA app or on YouTube. Jack. <laughs> Sedano, or not Sedano, Cap. Travis at Sliwa continues right now. Thank you, Chris. Don't but don't be worried. You, you're all, you should see his face, Slee. Well, you can see it on yeah, the I was going to say, it looks, you can are see you nervous? He, yeah, he's nervous. Are you nervous, Trav? Do, do I look nervous, Al? If somebody next to the parking garage goes, what's up, fool? Just <laughs> say, like, keep your head down. Look, every time I go into that parking garage, I have my head on a swivel. Right. That's that's just the way that it works down Careful, there. homie. Yeah, I think I'm all right. I think I'm all right. Um, so do you go f- fresh suit, Slee? Did you get your, another shirt from Nordstrom Rack? How do you roll out okay, a ball this, arena? Okay, not lying about this one. This is not a made-up story because I know for game six, you were asking me, Slee, they got a chance to take out the defending champs. I bought two new shirts. One of them was worn in game six, and then this one I'll wear it for game one. Now, if if they lose tonight, then obviously this shirt will never be worn again, and I will take it back to Nordstrom Rack, and I will say, guys, the, just the collar doesn't fit properly. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you, look, I, we've all done it, right? We've all yeah. done that thing where you wear it once, and you're like, yeah, I didn't love that, and you take it back as opposed to, yeah, I just a swing and a miss. I know that okay. that's we, – we've all done that one, right? Where are the places where it's like no questions asked? <laughs> 
because I got a couple of these places. Nordstrom Maybe. and Costco are at the top of the list. They'll take anything back at any time. You, Nordstrom you could, Rack or Nordstrom? I, I, um, I haven't had any bad luck at Nordstrom Rack, but I know that Nordstrom, just okay. the, the original one, that you could wear a pair of shoes for six months and they'd probably take them back. They don't seem to <laughs> care about anything you do there. And Costco's the same way. You could have a refrigerator, still have your food in it from nine years ago, and they'd be like, yep, we'll take it back, no problem. They, they, they're amazing. They're amazing like that. Those are really good. Those are great examples there. Yeah, I was trying to think here. I'm like, I think Macy's is a little bit similar as well. Macy's will take stuff back. Macy's, I'm like, hey, you know what? I've been wearing these jeans, and it's starting to rip. The seam's starting to rip. Maybe because I've had them for a year and a half, but I really, really would like to replace them now. I'm ready. So I worked at uh, at Sears when I first was getting started in my radio career. I was I was interning for Jim Rome, and I was the the show was three or four hours a day. I forget, and I was making five bucks an hour, so I was making like fifteen bucks a day. So I had to supplement my income, and I worked at Sears at night, and I worked in the hardware department. And Sears had a, a guarantee that, you know, uh, our hand tools are guaranteed for life. If a hand tool breaks, bring it back and we'll replace it, which means hammers, wrenches, screwdrivers, th- wow. ratchets, things like that, right? There's a very obvious exception to this rule, and it's hand tools, right? Guys would bring in uh, a drill press from the 1940s and say, yeah, I'd finally stopped working. I'd like a new yeah, one. I don't know what the deal it's, is here. It's like uh, that has a motor. That it's not a hand tool. It's a it's it's a motorized power tool. Doesn't really work like that. And you would have these long arguments with people over the difference what a hand tool was relative to now that lawnmower that you have is actually not a hand tool. It's a machine that does not have a lifetime warranty. Nope, I'd like to speak to a manager. Great, that gets me out of here, and I can go help the old lady with screwdrivers. I, what what I haven't tried, which I'd really like to, I'd love to try a hole in my sock. And just tell them, like, guys, I don't. I when I bought it, it was like this. There was already a hole in my sock, so it's time to replace it. <laughs> yeah, you got any other ones? You any other places? No, that's it. I think it's. I think those are the the go tos. I you could do Walmart, maybe Target, places like that as well. Those are good. Uh, those are good targets. Do they take it back? I I, I, have I think not, so. I've not had a ton of experience um, in those places. Yeah, I think Tar- so. Tar- Target is my jam. Walmart, maybe if I have to, but it's quick in and out. It's it's cases of beer and toilet paper and paper and towels. I'm out of here. And keep it moving. Let's try Gary in San Diego. Gary, you're on with Trav and Slee. What's up, Gary? Hey, how you guys doing today? Great. Good, good, good. So one of the questions I have is obviously Tristan Thompson was brought on for his championship, you know, history with LeBron and someone he trusts. Do you think he'll be a big factor? in this series and being able to put a body on Jokic and also maybe possibly having LeBron uh, play some center and, and kind of running at Jokic's speed rather than flying around. Appreciate you calling in, Gary. Um, I thought he was going to say that because he was calling from SD that the Padres own the Royals, but that was not that was not of interest <laughs> there. Which they own. <laughs> they they got to own somebody. Get. They right. own the Royals. Um, okay, so, you know, it's funny. When, when they originally brought Tristan Thompson in, for me, it was like, uh, okay, uh, I, sure, I guess if you want to bring him in. Um, it's obviously more the relationship, I'm assuming, with LeBron James and just the experience that the guy has. I'm not telling you that it's a, it would be a, a complete shock if Tristan Thompson got some playing time. I just, Trav, I have, I have no idea what he would like. If he, if, if he came in the, the game, if question. he came in the game, and he gave seven, eight minutes, and you're like, oh, okay, hey, you know what? Um, he didn't hurt us. Awesome. 
and I think that's probably what you say, is he didn't hurt us. That's the only thing that I could think of. If he came in the game for seven, eight minutes, like, guys, let's not do that again. I also wouldn't be surprised that a player like Tristan Thompson, um, you're not talking – I'm just trying to think of that era. Steven Adams is a good example, right? Steven Adams has been in battles and fights, but Steven Adams is still a very – useful player in today's NBA. I just don't think of Tristan as, wow, he came in, that's going to really help us. No, you you need so a couple of things here. When he's talking about you could use LeBron more at center, the, the last thing I need is LeBron banging on a guy that's you know got 20 pounds on him and banging on a guy yeah, that's 280. You know, five inches taller than he is. I, LeBron needs to expend as little energy as possible, so when he needs to go, he's able to go. I, that's just the way that it is, so I don't know if him leaning against a 280 300-pound guy is a great idea. You need the, the NBA, like you were saying, you talked about Steven Adams or an Andrew Bogut or some of these older yeah, centers yeah. that were just big bodies that would fill up some space, that were pretty good around the rim. That could, you you got to be able to bring something to what it is that you're doing on both ends of the court. And Is he a big body? Yeah. Does he play hard? Sure. All of these things, but I, it feels like you'd be playing four on five offensively. And, and and that's just not something. This does not feel to me like it's going to be a defensive oriented series. This is, feels like a much more of an offensive matchup than it does a defensive one. So I don't know if just going four on five on that end of the court is a great idea. They're going to have to. They're going to use what they've used. They'll tinker around the edges and maybe a little more Lonnie Walker one night, a little more Vanderbilt another night, a little bit more of Schroeder one night, a little bit more of Russell another night. But I would be surprised if all of a sudden you get. Thompson or Mo Bamba or extended periods of time with Wenyan Gabriel. I just you're just not gonna all of a sudden zag because it's a new series and it's a new team. I think they got their formula that works and they're gonna stick with it. The only difference I could see is you know when they went against the Warriors, Golden State as the series progressed went smaller and smaller. They just realized, hey, size wise, if we're trying to go, if we're trying to go. um, size for size or strength for strength with the Lakers, they're gonna lose that battle. This one falls more. I think the the war or the uh, the Nuggets fall a little bit more traditional, right? They're going to have you got good sized wings, mm-hmm. you got a, a traditional center who I know is not traditional because he's unbelievable, but you got the right role players, you got small forwards, you got shooting guards, you got your point guard. That it's not the Golden State Warriors were such a, and this is just who they've been. They were such a a wild card. That's the only they're, way they're, they're going to win. They're and unique I, to themselves. They're unique to themselves. But the Nuggets can, the Nuggets can adjust. They, the Nuggets are not going to just play one way. They have enough guys that they can adjust. Let's try another one here. Let's go to San Pedro and Mike. Mike, you're on with Travis Lee. What's going on, Mike? Hey guys, just wanted to say I'm um, living in L.A. Longtime Denver Nuggets fan. Uh, this matchup is the one I did not want. I did not want Jokic against AD because AD moves so well, and Jokic tends to struggle with players who can move. I was really hoping for Kevon Looney. Um, that's a way better matchup for Jokic. But every time I think about this, I go back to the bubble and the shot that AD hit. And I, I just didn't want this one. But just love the show. Just want to say that. Yep. Appreciate the phone call, Mike. It, look, when AD and Jokic play against each other, they both have been good. It's not like one guy's been taking it to the other guy. They've both been really good. I think you made a good point earlier, Slee, that – Maybe it's my point is maybe who's a little bit better than they typically are, but it's probably going to come down to one of the other guys to Murray, to LeBron, to Michael Porter, to KCP, to Austin Reeves, to D'Angelo Russell. That whoever gets more out of that tier two group of guys, because the tier one guys are probably Murray, LeBron, 
Jokic, Davis, you kind of know exactly what you're going to get. It's those other guys along the way. I I think the good news for – I'll use that last caller as an example, that he wanted to try at some point to potentially avoid the Lakers. Trav, they almost got him in the first round. I I think – remember that. Lakers almost lost to Minnesota and were about to fall to the number eight. They would still Mm -hmm. have to win a game. Mm Mm-hmm. I do think this is the two best teams in the Western Conference, and the fact that they're both both meeting in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, if you're a Joker, you're not going to avoiding the Lakers or avoiding Anthony Davis. The Conference Finals, you don't avoid. It's the you're going to have to play finals. somebody good. But but that's the. Doesn't it seem like if you reseeded everybody and you said, "All right, give me the top two teams in the Western Conference," wouldn't it be Lakers, Denver? You know, oh, however, yeah. oh, it'd yeah. be Denver one, it'd be Lakers two. So at, no at least at least what you're getting in the Western Conference Finals, is what I feel is the top two teams. The way the Lakers took care of their squads, the way Denver took care of theirs, the only outlier, I would say, is the Clippers if they were healthy, but that's a big if because they were never healthy. So uh, Mike brought this up too when he, when he made his call. Is that buzzer beater from AD against the Nuggets in the bubble the best singular moment for Anthony Davis as a Laker? Is there any other moment that sticks out to you more than that moment for you? Al, as far as like moment goes, it's the one that pops into my mind first, right? Because it was in the playoffs, it sent the Lakers to the finals, and they ultimately ended up winning it. I don't know if it's the biggest shot that he, but as far as just like iconic moments in my mind, it is the one that pops into my head first. Yes, yeah, it is the the highest stakes. That's it. That's what it comes down to, right? It's because the the. If he hit another, if if AD had a buzzer beater in the Western Conference Finals this year, it's probably the one that we're going to remember. But it's yeah. the stakes of it, right? Because he said. But what's funny is you you go like that was in the the Western Conference Finals. AD was terrific in the finals against sure. the Heat, and, sure. and and I remember talking, had they given the MVP to Anthony Davis in the would bubble? Would have been crazy. No one would have said mm-hmm. this is an out. Nobody. It would have been like, oh, okay, wow, LeBron didn't become the third player to win a Finals MVP with, uh, or the first guy to three win it on three teams, different teams. Yeah. It would have been perfectly reasonable and understandable. But I can't tell you like a shot in that series. I just remember Anthony Davis being really, really good. That's the shot that I remember. Yeah, it's that's the one thing that I, I don't know if some players are going to have iconic moments for AD. He doesn't need a moment. He just needs to have a good series. That's it. Just have a good series. And, and by the way, he's had a tremendous playoff run so far. Shohei Otani hit one 500 feet, was on the mound for seven innings, and it wasn't even close to the most impressive thing he did yesterday. That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Slee, as you suggested, uh, the 
Trav and Slee community has come up with a couple of uh, suggestions as far as animated doppelgangers go. They have the great kazoo for you. Do you know that one? Um, he was on the Flintstones as well, and he's widely considered to have been the one that ruined the Flintstones. He was a little Martian that popped up, and oh, only Fred could see him. I'm very happy to be that person. No, I think, I think it's more of a, the, a resemblance than the than the the commentary. It's just that, and he was green. Not that you're green, but kind of got like a nice little round head. I think okay. I think that's what they're going with. <laughs> I think that it's more of the the shape of your head than anything else. I w- I will take it. The only I was reading a tweet too that caught my eye. Uh, Debbie says at Smart Wool will send you a new pair of socks if you get a hole in them. There you go. I'm very excited about that. I did not know that there's a company that says, "Hey, you got a hole in your sock? No problem." <laughs> they are expensive though, Smart Wool ones. What like crazy? Like you could just go buy several more pair with the money that you're They're silk. Air quote saving. <laughs> I'm looking at the price right now, but I'll I'll back to you in a second. Uh Kmar says I've seen people return dead trees to Costco. I I I I'm sure it has happened and I'm sure that there are some rules that exist. I just have never seen anybody walk into Costco with something they're trying to return and then actually leave with that same thing. They, I've never seen the pushback on a Costco return. I take things from Target and I just take it to Costco uh, with the Target with the tar- with the Target label on it. Like, guys, yeah, figure it out. T- Target, okay, branded, go get in touch with them. Yeah, it's a Target branded laundry basket. I'd like to yeah, bring it in. Yeah, Smartwell is twenty four dollars for a singular pair of socks. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, that's they better replace them. I was gonna say maybe (laughs) they're they're that confident that they don't rip. All right. So last night in Baltimore, a couple of things. I turned on an Angel game as it started. I think really for the first time all season because Otani was pitching. Wanted to see Otani pitch. The Orioles are pretty good. The Angels they're hanging around. They're they're doing all right. They're just right around five hundred. But (laughs) he this is I'm and I'm really struggling with how to kind of get into what this dude is all about and we that, that's usually of, the way we start every conversation it, with otani right? we don't understand it right and and this was another one of those nights where i just didn't quite have the vocabulary to describe what it is i was looking at he didn't pitch well okay and by the way he he is human and he does have moments where he doesn't perform in a high but he did pitch seven innings he gave up three homers five runs struck out five uh uh, and and only walked a couple. So as far as his pitching performance goes, and he got the win. It was it was mediocre. Okay. Yeah. He had four hits. It was the third time this season that, as the starting pitcher, he's had three or more hits. That wasn't the most impressive thing he did last night. He had two chances in his fifth and sixth at bats of the night for to cycle. try to pick up a double. And get a cycle, which would make him the first player ever to hit for the cycle while being that team's starting pitcher on the same day. Okay? He's had two shots at it in his last three starts to do that. It's insane. That wasn't the most impressive thing that he did yesterday. He hit a ball off of Boog's barbecue in center field that was so destroyed that he did something that I really haven't seen to He kind of pimped it. Right, like he just very slowly comes out yeah. of the box, and he just very casually, matter of fact, take a look at it, drops the bat, and just very slowly wakes his way. That wasn't the most impressive thing that he did yesterday. The man who pitched seven innings, hit a 500 foot home run, had four hits, struck a uh, pitch seven, and was one double away from the cycle. Dude had a stand up triple, Slee. 
Mike Trout doesn't get stand-up triples. Mookie Betts doesn't get stand-up triples, right? Triples are bang, bang plays at the base mm-hmm. because even if you're really fast, something unless something weird happens, a player falls down, it takes a weird bounce off the outfield wall, stand-up triples don't happen. He had a stand-up triple in this game, and he just kind of walked in the third base. I was going to say, he was cruising too. He wasn't running hard. No. Because he's He was going fast. 55 and a 65. He was just, you know, ball over the right fielder's head that he dives for. He misses, but he popped right up. It's not like yeah. he was laying on the ground forever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a double the whole way. You look up, and he's three steps away from third base. So you're telling me he's the best pitcher in the American League. He's cranking 500-foot home runs. He's getting four hits a night. He's got two shots at the cycle in his last three starts, and he's the fastest guy in baseball? What the hell are we looking at? I got one more that's more impressive than anything that you just said. They booed him for not getting the cycle. (laughs) Think about that, that the expectation that this man has set is that the opposing team is saying, I mean, come on, Otani. If you're not going to come here and hit the cycle, what are we doing? Why are we wasting our time buying these tickets if you're not going to do that? I obviously say that joking around, but he's smiling at first because he ended up with a single. <laughs> I thought he had it on that and last there, at bat. I really because that little check swing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's going to be down the line. Like he's, he's going to get it, and then ah, right at the left fielder. Do you know what this sounds like? It sounds like about maybe ten to twelve days ago we were having the same conversation because ten to twelve days ago we were having the same conversation. You know, you keep saying that two of his last three starts, he's flirted with the cycle. Mm -hmm. Okay, I get it that nobody's ever done it before. A pitcher has never. But in the last 12 days, we've had the same conversation twice. And that he's one away from getting the cycle. And he's hit for the cycle before. It's just he's never done it while pitching the same day. But you know why he's never done? No one's ever done that. Like he, it's not that he's never hit for the cycle, which, by the way, is the offensive equivalent of throwing a no hitter. They they happen about the same amount of time. Hmm. A no hitter and a cycle are roughly equitable, right? So he's done that. He just hasn't done it on the same day that he's been the starting pitcher. And this is a game that had Mike Trout. Mike Trout had a nice night last night, right? He he, he looked good, but it's no contest it's there's it's the otani show every single time cedric mullins one of the best players in baseball in in, in baltimore had a long home run yesterday too it's like yeah whatever just get back to otani just just can, can he just come back up again can, can just and and if it's not otani up can the angels just please make three quick outs so i can go watch him pitch some more i i cannot wait till he's a dodger as much as i enjoy getting to see him every night as an angel because they're on tv here every night I cannot wait till he's on the team that I root for. Well, he can't, he can't go competitive. there. He can't, he can't go there. Why not? It's just there's – Dodgers won't lose a game anymore, <laughs> and they ran really, really well that I just don't know what else they could do. I, if, what if Otani came and all of a sudden they went on like a two-game losing streak? <laughs> Dodger fans would just say, well, is it because of Otani? <laughs> well, okay, it, funny, not funny. This is the scariest thing for non-Dodger people like you, right? That if the Dodgers are like, nope, we're not doing Trey Turner. Nope, we're not going to go big on Corey Seager. You know what? We, yeah. we love you, Justin Turner, but it's time for you to move on because yeah. it's a bad bet for us. Hey, Julio, we love you, but if you're not willing to take a three-year deal, good luck to you wherever you're go going. Go get your money somewhere else. Go yep. get it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But Otani needs $500 million? Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Like that, that's the scariest part of all is that when it's time to go, Mookie, Freddie, and then Otani, yeah, we'll go. We're just not going to go when we don't want to go.
I know we've laid this out before, but the other scary part, which could very, very easily happen, and I feel like I've, I've heard some reporters talk a little bit about this, that um, the Angels, Artie Moreno does not want to trade Otani. That if he gets that opportunity, hey, I could go wherever I want, and that other team is not getting depleted in the process. That's also, uh, I, I mean, from a... From a Dodger perspective, I know everybody, hey, if you can get him this season and, and obviously what he'd provide and everything else, but if you can also get Otani and you didn't give up the farm to go get him, that's just, it, it literally is, there's no better definition like than chess versus checkers. That, that seems like what it's going to be because the Angels are hanging around. They're, 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 they're not good. They're not bad. They're, they're average, right? They're just, they're okay. And okay right now, like if the playoffs started today, the Angels are out, but they're not out by a lot. So they're still in the playoff mix. And Buster only wrote something a couple of days ago, I guess it was about a week ago now, where uh, uh, Moreno is very reluctant to trade him because he doesn't want to be the guy that's perceived as being the guy that traded yeah, away Mar- the Moreno, really, really worry about the perception people have of you. They already have a perception of you're the guy yeah. that ran Otani out. And, and maybe you didn't trade him, but you are the guy that ran him out. because You're you the reason why he's gone. You didn't put a team around him that could win games. You didn't put a team around him that could get to the postseason. You are the reason he's leaving. Whether you now your question is, do you want to be the guy that let him live for nothing because he hated you, or do you want to be the guy that at least got something coming back because he left because he hated you? Like there, um, there's there's a better option between those two. Artie prefers the get nothing back. By the way, <laughs> by the way, I got a question for you. Um, who's back there for our social media team today? Who's back there? You said De- DeAndre and Carlo. DeAndre and Carlo. So ESPN LA just put this up. They put the Corgi again, right? Uh-huh. So the Corgi is back, and the Corgi is predicting the Lakers versus the Denver Nuggets. Last I checked, the Corgi was wrong in his last prediction. So why, Travis, explain to me, are we giving the Corgi another chance? Who, by the way, picked the Nuggets four games to two in his most recent <laughs> basketball pickup game on the stairs. Look, every but nobody bats a thousand. Even the best handicappers in Vegas don't don't get them all right. As long as you're getting like fifty five to sixty percent of these things right, you can make some money. Maybe the Corgi's just on the right side more often than he's not. And just saying the just Corgi's not miss. a fan of the Lakers, clearly. <laughs> it's all right. That's What's good. funny is they too that they, the owner does is a Laker fan, so it's the owner did say it's oh I love the Lakers, but it's just I don't know the Corgi chooses how the Corgi wants to. <laughs> you can't bully the Corgi. How, how funny was want. it? How funny was Twitter after Game Six? Everyone was going after the Corgi. I'm like, guys, relax. Yeah, ESPN not... Sports Center made like a edit of uh, LeBron in the forefront and the Corgi in the background, and LeBron just dissing the Corgi. It's like that's really the enemy oh, here. That's awesome. <laughs> Look, let let's use social media for guys at Disney. Land banging on trash cans and calling out fastballs. That that's what I like. I don't I don't need to that's uh, Travis's predi- social media. predictions from Corgis. Did you see that video, Emily? The one that Alan's talking about? No, the one with the guy banging on the I did the, not the, because the there's we all good. have specific algorithms and my algorithm does not overlap with baseball and Disney that much. <laughs> that's mine is basically baseball and food. That's the right. algorithm that's the algorithm. A little golf thrown in there as well. Mine is Sam Perkins and AI. <laughs> It sounds about right. You know the Dodgers are going in the right direction, Slee. They actually they blew a big lead. Yep. Their bullpen collapsed, um, and they won. <laughs> and a, a guy that was 0 for 30 won the game for them. <laughs> that, that, that's with, that's what happened run. last night. That's not a bad run right? for them. They, now, the umpires were favorable to the Dodgers last night. On a fair, a fair foul call that was clearly fouled, it's like, yep, can't review that one. All right, 
Sounds good to me. Then the uh, Phil Cuzzy, the home plate umpire, started banging guys out left. It's like, has this guy got a reservation? Does he got a well, fight? I was say, he's got if a you, catch? What's going on? I think now in today's baseball where the game is a lot faster and if you have extra innings on top of it, this guy's like, I'm out of here. This this is ending right now, and I'm out. Uh, real quick, and, and, and I know I like to fancy myself somebody that understands baseball to a, a reasonable degree, but I, I, I can't wrap my head around this one. S- see if you can point me in the right direction. Bases are loaded. It's a tie game in the bottom of the 12th inning. Mm-hmm. The guy in the batter's box is 0 for his last 30. Do we maybe throw him some strikes, or do you walk him to lose the game? What, I, again, I'm not a major league pitcher. I'm not a, a pitching coach, a manager, any of these things. But at this point, don't we just gun fastballs down could the that, middle of the plate? Could that work towards – like, could that have backfired on the pitcher of like, oh, my gosh, he's 0 for 30. All I got to do is throw strikes. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Talk himself I mean? into it. You mean? Now, granted, you're a major league professional baseball player. I think just throwing one down the pipe sounds like a good idea i'm with you on that oh, one. Oh for 30 ball four game over <laughs> i mean it just seems like maybe i mean oh, I, I get it trace thompson is a major leaguer he's had a, he's had a nice career no, but he's but, struggled of course he's, he's ice cold yeah and they won the game with a walk-off walk factor cap coming up next it's travis lee 710 espn this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey guys, so when we were talking about Otani earlier, about essentially how he's a cheat code, and that, you know, you put him anywhere and he's going to win you a game. It When I was talking to Travis about this this morning, it reminded me of something. So when I was a kid, I used to play backyard baseball. <laughs> Taylor, did you play backyard baseball too? Pablo Sanchez. Yes, Pablo win. Sanchez yeah. is essentially Shohei Otani. He has all the best skills. He's like, they, you have these like rankings by your skills, and they have like four balls, and there's four balls for everything but pitching, which he has three balls. So essentially, Pablo Sanchez and Shohei Otani are the same person, except for, uh, you know, obviously Shohei Otani is real. Is, yeah, exists. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if, uh, what, what's, what's the guy's the guy's Pablo name? Sanchez. Does Pablo, is Pablo Sanchez the fastest guy in the he game? He is too? the fastest okay, guy. Then, He's yeah. best at running the bases, best at fielding, best at hitting. Stupid. He just is not the best at the pitching, but you know, still really good at pitching. There was always maybe that that's kid. who Shohei was striving to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was always the kid in Little League, right, who was just bigger, stronger, faster, and could hit home runs. He threw harder. He's the fastest guy. But then everyone else eventually went through puberty later and caught up to him. <laughs> He's in the bleeping major leagues doing all this stuff. It's just stupid. It's crazy. So, ten years ago today, the final episode of The Office aired. So. Uh, that finale, the uh, the finale of The Office, lived up to the show's legacy. Travis, Patrick Cap. It's a good one. It, it, it is a good final episode because they kind of let everybody have a button on, on their particular character, their particular scene. It's funny you ask this. I actually saw that episode a couple of weeks or so. It was on Comedy Central or wherever it pops up. Um, it doesn't get mentioned in the great finales of TV, and, and I think it's a little bit short of that, but for a series that was one of the great television series of all time, when... Uh, Steve Carell was there, and then still pretty good after that. Not not on that other level. It's watchable. It, it, it's entirely watchable. I thought that they wrapped it up. It was a cool story. The wedding with Dwight and all that stuff, and then the the 
documentary breaks. It just they really put that thing together really well. Al, um, I'll go fact on this one too. I, I think it's so tough when you have a show that is that successful, and now all of a sudden you know the end date's coming, and you know it's the final episode, and the expectations are so high, and how are you going to finish it? It's so tough to live up to anybody's expectations because of what you built for X amount of years and X amount of episodes. I thought it was fine. I think a lot of people sometimes make too big of a deal on a final episode. I think part of the character of these shows is um, you can remember shows randomly. You could say, hey, that was one of my favorite ones. There's good ones. There's bad ones. I think that all comes with it, but I think it was fine. Taylor? I'm rethinking it. I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen the series in so long. I think I've only seen it whole like one once the whole time through is it is it worth watching again does it does it hold up i don't know if it would yeah i think so emily I, I, the, the the emily you tell me what you think about this yeah. the scene this show's been off the air for 10 years so yes. spoiler yep. alert coming <laughs> the scene where pam sells the house feels kind of weird but that's the only part it's, that's kind of it's, it's awkward. a button on what again i think that the jim and pam relationship has a lot more that you can be like eh, i don't know if they like we're the best to each other in this certain situations, but it's like a button on that, like that he bought the house for her. She can now sell the house. They can go to Philly. They can move on. They can do this big stuff. Move to the big city of Philadelphia. Um, but I think everybody had kind of the only like there's weird thing with Erin too, with like finding her birth parents yeah. and stuff like that. There was a lot of like every character had their own uh, ending. But, but Carell came back in the last episode. Carell right? came yeah. back, yeah. said, uh, "I can't believe you yeah. came." I remember <laughs> it being good. Said. Yeah, it's it's very sweet. It's very it's very very sentimental. Yes, which I think is like the core of what made The Office not only its jokes but its sentimentality that was what made it great. So today is National Mimosa Day, and I'm sure on um, Mother's Day people like to partake in some mimosas. It's always a great time. So, but mimosas are overrated. Alan, factor cap. Um, what if they're properly rated? I don't. I don't look. I don't look at them as. Like a mimosa is not, oh my gosh, I, I got to have a mimosa. And if I have one, I'm not either disappointed nor excited about it. Like a mimosa is just a, a drink that sometimes fits at the right time, the right need. But I, I don't I don't kind of overvalue it or undervalue, if that makes sense. It's like the basic beer of brunch. It's like, yo, give, yeah. me, a, give me a light beer. It's essentially the same thing as mimosa. Uh, Travis? I, I, I think it depends on who you're asking. My wife hates mimosas because she does champagne, just makes her feel like, you know what? I love them. And, but you're right. The only time you have them is at a brunch or like a fancy party or whatever. Or a holiday. A holiday. They, they're, it's not yeah. something that you ever think of when you, you know, go out to breakfast. A, you know, bring me a mimosa. <laughs> It's just I've had a Dodger game. Yeah, right. let me let me get. Uh, I'll be honest though, Slee. If there was a mimosa bar in Dodger Stadium, in? I, I wouldn't be opposed to going and getting yeah, a like few. An early day game on a Sunday yeah. or a Saturday. Yeah, I I love them. I think that they're absolutely great, and the yeah. proper ratio is three to one champagne to orange yep. juice. That's also, it's, what's funny is too is like orange juice isn't necessarily like, it doesn't have to be a breakfast time drink, but people almost exclusively have it for breakfast. Like, would someone be crazy if they ordered a mimosa at like 10 p.m. At a bar, would that be crazy? It would feel crazy, but you're making a good point. I, why not? Right? They're yeah. delicious. Well, really? it's funny because play off of that. I feel like you could have breakfast any time of the day. If you have breakfast for dinner, not a big deal. But you're right about 
ordering an orange juice at 10 p.m. does seem a little weird. Right, exactly. Taylor, what do you Love think? Uh, I think fact. They are overrated. I'm not big on not big on champagne, but uh, orange juice and vodka. Give me a scr- uh, screwdriver. Screwdriver? Any day. Yeah, that's a lot better. By the way, champagne is the only drink that you have that you know before you even finish the glass you're going to start the hangover. Yes. It's, it, it, is, it is a weird, weird beverage, but I love it. It gets you drunk really fast, and then it's over also really And it feels quickly. like you got kicked in the head by a horse when you're halfway through the glass. It's just, it's awful. Lucifer. Mace also weighed in said that Bellinis are underrated, which I also agree that Bellinis are underrated. All right, so ABC. Uh, So due to the writer's strike, there are a lot of ways that networks are going to try to get around and sell content coming out. So there's going to be probably a lot of unscripted reality TV coming out in the next couple months. So ABC has greenlit a show called The Golden Bachelor, which will feature a man and a group of women on the other side of 60 who are looking for love. So it's people over 60 looking for love in the same concept, though, as The Bachelor. So you would watch this. Uh, let's go Taylor. Patrick Cap. Cap. And I don't, am, I, am I a bad person for thinking that a lot of people won't watch it? I don't know. I don't I, think you're I, wrong. I just don't yeah. think this is going to appeal. Jeez, Taylor. I'm a bad person, Slay. <laughs> Relax, man. Travis? As I get closer to 60, this is more interesting to me than I would have thought, but I'm with, right. I'm with Taylor. It Look, youth-obsessed culture, TV is still a very visual medium. Everyone in The Bachelor it, is gorgeous. Of course they are. It's TV, right? This is what but we want to look at. they're going to choose gorgeous 60-plus-year-olds. Okay, I understand. The Book Club, the book club 2, just came out and like did great in the box office. I, I'm not saying that there aren't very attractive 60-somethings out there. there. There certainly are, but there are fewer of them. And Martha Stewart. And there you go. Uh, but no, I think I would skip this as well. Check in with me in nine years. I might have a different answer. Al? So cap for me, but I guess this is the question. Are those who love Bachelor going to watch Golden Bachelor? Like, is that their, is that who they're basically trying to get is, hey, can we get this huge audience, this amazingly successful show? Are they trying to just get a percentage of people to go watch The Golden Bachelor? Is that who's going to watch it? Who knows? I mean, they're they're trying. They don't have content, which is why they're just trying to fill it with this stuff. And they've also been teasing this for a long time. So uh, since I I used to watch The Bachelor, I don't really watch it anymore. But in breaks, they'll go, hey, are you 60 plus? Would you like to come on The Bachelor? They've been hinting at this for years. Even before COVID, obviously COVID brought it back because we're not going to have a bunch of 60-year-olds on The Bachelor in that time. But right. uh, since then, you know, it's, yeah, it's something that's been building for a while. Out in the Golden <laughs> Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, sorry. This turns out to be a really bad idea in the middle of it. Jesus, Taylor. All right. Um, so today is also uh, National Piercing Day. It's the only piercing I ever got um, that wasn't my ears. I got... A nose piercing when I was a, a first year in college, and it was after a football game. It was, I had a good time. My friends convinced me to go do it, and it was great. And actually, it wasn't that painful, like and I the, liked it. That, like a bull? Not or a like, septum. Okay. Just on the side. Okay. Just okay. a little side. <laughs> People could barely see it, and also now you can't even tell. It's all closed up. So, but, um, going to put yourself back into, you're not going to go back to college time, but you're going to be right now. If someone had to give you an option, you're either spending a month in a frat house, you have Ugh. to live in a frat house with fraternity brothers or you have to get a piercing you would choose the frat house uh alan had your cap um i did not think i was going to say this i think i'm going with a pierced <laughs> left ear just get me the left ear um, uh, I'm, yeah just let's do that if that's what we got to do you tell me how much time i need i would hallucinate 
with 30 days in a frat house, I'd absolutely hallucinate. Give me my calm, peace, and quiet and throw an earring on my left ear. <laughs> Trav? I want a loop. Slee and I. They can, want you uh, to come now. Like, what well, is it, the Sigma? It's the and no, it's the Pikes at San Diego oh, State. I was extended a very warm invitation, and it would quote be lit if Trav showed up, I mean. which is the exact quote that I got from uh, my friend Gavin. Uh, I've been in fraternity houses recently, like within the last nine months, and I was there for maybe an hour each time. It's about 59 and a half minutes more than I wanted to be there. Slee, you and I can get a two-for-one at the piercing store because we're both getting our ears pierced. All right, Taylor. Uh, I'm uh, doing both. It sounds like a sounds like a good <laughs> like a good month. You're going to show up to the frat house yeah. with, both with a pierce. pierce, free piercing yeah. and a free yeah, month. Yeah, parent of... trap the piercing where you just do like the ice and the orange, uh, you know? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> get my tongue. Yeah, no, piercings, <laughs> anything... No is piercing on everything except for the frat house, which, by the way, they, they love me at the uh, Pike House in San Diego State. So you want to go sometime? Just let me know when. <laughs> Text me and we'll meet, out there. we'll meet out there. We'll go to my mom's after in El Cajon I've, for some Middle Eastern uh, food. And, and a penicillin shot because that just walking around in that place, I feel like I caught nine different things. There was a, there was a lot going on right there. All right, the Rams, does the league see something that we all see? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I like your little asides in there, Slee. We, 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 where did we go? Australia. I know that there's a Rams fan in Australia that comes up to yeah. a Rams home game and says he listens to us every day. Where else are Canadians we Canadians or Canadians? Someone, Mexico? Mexico. Where else, Al? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just thinking here. <laughs> imaging is going to all change. It's going to be TNT, <laughs> Travis and Taylor. TNT. Travis and Taylor. And this next thing I know, I'm just going to be, uh, be like a once-a-week call-in. From in an international country because you you want to keep the show international like you could move to I don't know move to Puerto Rico yeah right <laughs> I think that was from when Kate's was in Paris listening to us. Uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah that's what it go. was well so yeah. I'm sure he turned on some French listeners we 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 have a very strong Parisian audience Lee isn't that funny that we both forgot that Kate's was in Paris for this in France and. Now it's like, ah, oh, gosh dang, it was somebody we knew that was listening internationally. <laughs> Still counts. Still counts. We're, still, we're big down under. We got some uh, people from New Zealand and Australia to listen to us, so well, that's go. good. Yeah, well, I, I will tell you this, what happens in this, especially now because we do a lot of the streams on YouTube, so people obviously everywhere. But there's so many Laker fans, so many Dodger fans that are everywhere. Lakers specifically is such a global brand that you do get a lot of people tuning into us just simply, I mean, all the shows here, anytime we're talking Lakers because it's such a global brand. All right, so Al, I asked Travis this in the break. Okay. So uh, this is an extension of the piercing versus frat house. Okay, so mm-hmm. here's your nuck situation. You can be in a bunk bed, a twin-size bunk bed, on the top of the bunk, <laughs> in a sorority house for a month. Yep. Okay? You're obviously not in the same room as any girls or anything, so don't worry yep. about that. But... Or I'll, do, I'll a, do the I'll do the sorority a house. A king size bed <laughs> in the frat house, own bathroom. You have your own bathroom that is clean, but you just have to live and walk through the frat house to get in and out of the house. All right, so this is why the sorority house, and this is this is simple, okay? Sorority house because, like, when guys are guys and they're doing whatever they do and they're arguing and things like that, you know, it's just more of like what a bunch of idiots. When girls do it, I want to grab some popcorn. I want to like sit back on the couch, maybe have a glass of wine, and just I feel like I'm watching a reality it TV show. It is petty. Show. 
I mean, from living in a sorority house for a period of time, it's it's the slow, petty build up and, and then, like the side and, eyes and the small and, comments. And Trav's going to keep asking me, Al, can, you got to let me know what's the latest here. Like, we're going <laughs> to have a lot of conversations. <laughs> you snuck a boy in this time. You, you make an interesting argument, but it for me, I want the sorority house. Women are just more clean than men, and especially young women relative to young men. I, I did not really understand how gross I was living until I was like 23 or 24 and had my own place for the first time mm. and realized it's like, oh, this is my own mess. I need to clean up after myself. I was telling Emily during the break, in the four apartments I had in college, I don't think I ever cleaned the bathroom a single time. I'm almost certain none of my roommates did. That's disgusting. Once in a while, we might kind of clean the kitchen, sort of, kind of, in the sense that we'd throw everything away and buy new stuff. But we never cleaned up after ourselves. Women clean up after themselves, or at least they're far better at it but than men are. we have a lot are. of stuff. You have more stuff, but at least you put it Hairs in Hairs everywhere. Yeah, but there's far worse things than hair that men are leaving all over their apartment, <laughs> the kitchen, the bathroom. It's just I, I never, ever want to live like that again. That is, when you're in it, you're not paying attention. No. To, I mean, listen, we... I'm, I, I, I was pretty of of my uh, roommates. I was definitely the one like, hey, this uh, somebody just want to clean the dish every once in a while. But when you're in it, you don't realize it. What you said about until you lived on your own, yeah. Then you're like, uh, wow. So this is a normal society. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever told you about our roommate Weave? <laughs> no, but I'm very interested already. <laughs> So his name was Steve, but because we were idiots, we never called him Steve. I don't even remember why we called him Weave, but we called him Weave. Okay. Um, like I, I wish, I wish I could tell you why. But it's like in Bridesmaids, where he's like, "Oh, Stove." That's not really yeah, a name. Yeah. His name was Weave, and with the three of us, uh, it was myself, uh, my roommate Ryan, Go Eagles, uh, and my buddy Jeff. The three of us were all teammates, knew each other for a long time, and lived together for a few years. But we needed a fourth, so we just this was like back in the day, pre-internet. And we put an ad on like one of those pillars in the student union, right? Where you would, hey, looking for a fourth person and take he, a tab on the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So he takes one of these tabs. We get this call. A guy, we, we meet with him. We're like, yeah, he seems cool enough. We'll, we'll bring Weave into the fold. And so Weave, Weave moves in with us. Ryan takes one for the team and actually ends up being Weave's roommate. Well, he didn't know what he was getting into as far as how disgusting we were and the way that we lived. The so disgusting brothers. He, he, he did not like that, thank God. But what we what we did was we were incredibly sloppy, Slee, right? So we've thought that he could out sloppy us. Like, I'll show these guys. I'll just be grosser than they are. And then they'll realize, oh, it's not cool. We'll clean up after ourselves. Didn't quite work out like that. So he starts throwing all his trash on the food near the trash can. And we left it there for weeks. No oh my one, gosh, no guys. It's just act. this entire pile of trash around the trash can. Like, it's not my trash. I'm not picking it up. So we've not only had to live in that disgusting environment for weeks at a time of his own creation, he did not break the You're not winning that battle. No, we were if, never picking up vermin? after him. If somebody, Shockingly, if, no. If somebody is already, like, that is their... They're comfortable with it already, and based off of how they're already living, you can't come in and add to it and think all of a sudden that's going to change. You got a better shot of cleaning and trying yeah. to show them what clean looks like <laughs> than right. you do showing right. them what dirty looks like. They know what dirty looks like. We went camping one day with his friends, and they put some poison oak on the fire, and he inhaled the smoke. 
Oh what? my and, and, gosh. And his, he, he, he was in, so he comes home, we're looking like, dude, you don't look so hot. What's going on? His whole face had blown up like a balloon. Oh my God. And that was when we took a little sympathy on Weave and took him to the emergency room. <laughs> but other than that, poor Weave was kind of on and off. Trav, you sound now? like a really nice guy with your buddies and Weave. Well, Weave was the, I, I, if I look, if I could do it again, I, I would be a little more inclusive towards Weave. <laughs> But you know, I was twenty. What are you gonna do? You can't, you can't, you can't win them all. It was, it was, it was not my finest moment. I didn't even know that could happen with poison. Oak. Yeah, it was bad. That's and like scary. It, it was one of those. We see, he comes through the door. We're, and again, we weren't particularly close to weave. It's like, dude, are you okay? Yeah, I think I, I think I breathed in some poison. Oh Oops. my gosh! Like, you think that like, you need to go to the hospital right now and so i think i think ryan took him jeff and i probably stayed at home and played quarters no yeah you guys had a it was another game going we had to go so throw some more trash on the floor we we had yeah you know now now i tell that story poor sorry weave i'm sure i'm sure you're not listening i'm sure you're not but i I take it all back i was not a good roommate we need to do better weave probably still tells those stories today i like yeah this freaking a-hole he liked ryan like Ryan, he was all right, but me and Jeff probably could have been a little nicer to Weave. We, we we probably dropped the ball there. Lakers game one tonight in Denver. Playoffs. Sliwa is in Denver. What's the most important matchup? That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN.